Good morning. I'm Wimala Bikuni, and today is November the 4th. And we're again, we had another uh, freeze again last night, so we are definitely moving into fall deeper and deeper every day. Uh, hope wherever you are, the weather is pleasant and makes it easy for you to navigate through the world. So, today I want to continue with another meditation and description of the meditation from Bhikkhu Analeo's book, Mindfully Facing Climate Change. And I think uh, yesterday Steve Risch put the link if you want to get the uh, pages the pdf pages online and also if you want if you want to buy the book i check out uh, the bari center where biku analio is in residence <clears throat> and there're probably other things of his you'd be interested in but this book mindfully facing climate change he did a he did a class that was made available uh, he wasn't teach he did some talks but it was a class that was available to uh this was a few years ago maybe 3 years ago and uh i took i took the class it was one that i think is probably still available it's uh it's written up so you can follow it with a use it with a group or use it personally and then we also use this book with another meditation group the group in Wisconsin and uh, it was it was good. It, we we all were, were glad to be able to have Dhamma discussions around climate change and how as Buddhist to uh, deal with some of these huge issues that often seem way beyond our scope. So <clears throat> at the end of the book, there is a wonderful section in the appendix on meditation and how we can actually practice, have, use our meditation practices to help us during this time in our world where, you know, our hopes are, are raised and uh, drop off and we have, uh, it's hard to be uh, optimistic many times. And we also, as Buddhists, understand that this world is samsara. So it is, there's suffering in this world, and there are reasons for that suffering, and that we're, we're always working to be able to be happy in the midst of the suffering, and not contributing to making, making it any worse, and being harmless, and hopefully finding ways to um, put into action our principles that are helpful for the world. So the meditation we did yesterday was the first one, contemplation of the earth. And that's the contemplation of the uh, earth element. And th these all, this, these come from uh, the four foundations of mindfulness, the Buddhist teachings. And working with the elements, the four elements is one meditation. And the four elements are earth, water, wind and fire and Bhikkhu Analio has 
looked at these meditations and the aspects of them that can be used specifically for how we can ground gr- this meditation as uh, literally ground ourselves in the earth and be more and more aware of our connection, the earth element in us, with the earth element on our earth, and uh, become ways. This meditation is a very good body scan to help with uh, seeing those connections and also feeling grounded and not helping us not to feel kind of swept away into despair at times but ways to maintain equanimity and balance during, uh, you know, the news we come in contact with and situations we see worsening around the world and we have the pandemic to deal with and still. And so it's a, that was a beautiful body scan. And Bhikkhu Analio's advice to use with these meditations These may be uh, a little bit more specific that he's put together for how we can personally deal with so much change and uh, the the vicissitudes of the world. And he also recommends that at times longer retreats, whenever we can do that, he recommends them as a way to deepen our practice in general and help us really build up those uh, our spiritual muscles of, of being having equanimity and compassion and uh, metta, loving kindness, and uh, sympathetic joy, joy for others. So any of those, any kind of retreats we can go on, or weekend, even if it's just a weekend, to be able to deepen our meditation practice, he recommends. But these are practices that can be done uh, daily. So the four practices, we did contemplation of the earth yesterday. And today is contemplation of the mind. And then cultivating compassion and contemplation of impermanence. So... These are very helpful descriptions for any for your meditation practice in general, but he's picked these specifically to help those to help anyone who is dealing trying to deal with uh, what seems like so much uh, up the ups and downs, and uh, he's helping us find specific ways to work with that. So I'm going to read Contemplation of the Mind, and it's it's less than two pages, and then we will actually practice it with not too much guiding. But this is familiar to many of you, and it may be new, but it's uh, it's it's beautiful the way he's pulled some things together that we've talked about before. Contemplation of the Mind. Building on some experience with contemplation of the earth element, that's the one we did yesterday, uh, Tuesday, the first moment of just settling in by becoming aware of the presence of the body in the sitting posture can also serve as a moment to turn awareness 
to the present condition of the mind. This just requires checking in to see where the mind is at present and taking a moment to sense fully its texture and condition. In particular, its distinct quality when mindfulness is present. The awareness of the mind established in this way can then become a companion during the body scan or when observing the breath. This can take the form of meta-awareness while undertaking these practices. The difference compared to the practice done earlier on the earth is similar to the difference between just reading these lines and reading them while being aware of the fact that one is reading. Being that observer, learning to keep an eye on the mind in this way will considerably strengthen one's ability to avoid getting caught up in daydreams or fantasies. Nevertheless, sooner or later, some distraction or the other is bound to happen. Whenever the mind gets off track and this is noticed, it is utmost importance to let go right away of any frustration or negativity. It is simply the nature of the mind to wander. There is nothing surprising in this. Instead of getting upset, noting that some daydream or fantasy has taken the mind for a ride can be recognized with an inner inner smile in the knowledge that this is just the way of the mind. Recognizing the occurrence of a distraction can serve as a welcome opportunity for exploring contemplation of the mind in more detail. This can take the form of discerning, first of all, the predominant feeling tone, the affective quality of what just happened in the mind. If this has been pleasant, and so here we're going to start talking about that feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. If this feeling has been pleasant, chances are that the mental wandering was related to greed. If it has been unpleasant, chances are that it was related to anger and aversion. If there were neutral feeling tones, this can be a signal for a diluted state of mind. Needless to say, greed and anger are also manifestations of delusion. But in the present context, the label delusion can conveniently be employed for those distractions that do not fit either of the other two categories well. This is when the mind is just ambling around with no purpose, without being in an obvious state of either greed or anger. So I'm going to read this paragraph again because I think this is really important. Needless, and we we know we're working with greed, anger, and delusion, those three poisons. And so the feeling tone is what we can see, what we feel, uh, sometimes very subtle. But, okay, I'll read this paragraph again because it's important. Needless to say, greed and anger are also manifestations of delusion. 
but in the present contact, the label delusion can conveniently be employed, can conveniently be employed for those distractions that do not fit either of the other two categories well. So when you, it's not really greed, it's not really anger, anger. This is when the mind is just ambling around with no purpose, without being in an obvious state of either greed or anger. The identification of the nature of the mental wandering that just occurred can come together with a recognition of the condition of the mind right now, when mindfulness is present. Compared to its earlier distracted condition, the mind has become so much more open, aware, alive, and receptive, taking time to savor the different actual condition of the mind, makes it obvious why a mind relatively free from the influence of the three root defilements, those are the three poisons, why a mind relatively free from the influence of the three root defilements is indeed preferable. So we always want to compare those, uh, the mind affected by the three root defilements we want to be able to compare that to what real mindfulness feels like. Turning to the present condition of the mind can also reveal the actual feeling tone present when mindfulness is established. Close inspection uncovers the presence of a very subtle type of pleasant feeling tone, the joy of being in the here and now. Keeping attuned to this wholesome type of joy will further strengthen the mind's ability to stay on track. This, in a way, reflects the potential of mindfulness to lead beyond grief and sadness mentioned earlier. Oh, that's really a wonderful description of working with the feeling tone. So when we are mindful, when we are aware, when we can observe ourselves, our mind being mindful, then it also reveals when it does... Okay, let me read this first two sentences again. It's very important too. Turning to the present condition of the mind can also reveal the actual feeling tone present when mindfulness is established. Close inspection uncovers the presence of a very subtle type of pleasant feeling tone, the joy of the joy of being in the here and now. So, so this is contemplation of the mind. Let's spend the rest of our time doing exactly that. So be in the meditation posture that allows you to be attentive and awake. So we're going to be attentive to these feeling tones in the body. And we it's always, the mind will always become distracted eventually. So I love how he says, just have an inner smile when that happens. Not bad, it's also a good idea to have a smile on your face when you practice, I think or a subtle smile. 
Maybe you just feel it from the inside at least. Um, so if we practice mindfulness, we want to be, we're aware of what's coming in through our sense doors. We establish the, the body breathing we, by, by observing the body breathing. And we know when we do distract it or become distracted, when we're working with our breath, we can come back to the breath. And uh, Bikwanalio mentions what he what we do when we're working with this one. Let me see if I can find that quickly. Remember, he says um, this is uh, about reading these lines, but being aware of the fact that one is reading. So we can practice mindfulness and be aware when we are mindful, and we also will gradually become aware faster of when we're not mindful, when our mind has slipped into distraction. Whenever the mind gets off track, and this is noticed, which is a wonderful thing, it is of utmost important to let go right away of any frustration or negativity. It is simply the nature of the mind to wander it is, there is nothing surprising in this. Instead of getting upset, noting that some daydream or fantasy has taken the mind for a ride, can be recognized with an inner smile in the knowledge that this is just the way of the mind. And because of that, being able to notice that, that, um, that much mindfulness of noticing we're, we're in that daydream, uh, that can help us come back with a smile and just be observing. So let's sit. Be, you can close your eyes if that's possible and just be aware of the body breathing And really be aware of the posture of your body. As much as you can, you want to open your chest just a little. It's not forced. Just be aware of those two butterfly wings coming together at the center of your back a little bit more. That opens up your chest, gives your lungs just a bigger arena to work in. So you're going to naturally just breathe a little deeper, or a lot deeper. Be aware of what's coming in through your sense doors into the sense consciousnesses and I think we've most of us have practiced enough even just together to be able to let let come in what is there without becoming uh, upset if it's unpleasant and delighted if it's pleasant, because if we have those reactions, we are actually looking at greed 
and aversion. So let that let whatever is coming into you to see if you can just be okay with whatever it is. And let's sit for, we have about eight minutes to sit. I don't need to guide you, but we want to just be paying attention to that body quality, that feeling tone, the affective feeling tone, and being aware, and this will shift all the time, but being aware. And when we're really in mindfulness, practicing true mindfulness, there'll be a sense of joy. And just be aware we're shifting from probably mindfulness into either pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. So we're moving back and forth. Mindfulness is when we can observe the mind. And if the mind takes over and begins sending out thoughts that disturb us or delight us, we lose track of being just an observer, then that's when we get caught up in pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. Just be aware.
If you're into a story or a daydream, caught up in your thoughts, just come back with a smile. Be aware of your breathing again. And you can even let go of observing the breath. And look for pleasant or unpleasant or neutral. And you can contrast that with the joy pleasant experience of joy, of being mindful.
Remember to just observe feeling tone, pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral. And compare it to the feeling of subtle joy, which is the state of mindfulness. Time is up. Let's share merits together. May all of you be well, happy, and peaceful. And may everything we do, say, and think be done not just for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all living beings and of this earth. Now, if you can keep sitting, working with this practice, please do that, even if it's just for a few more minutes. And I'll see you tomorrow, and we'll meditate with compassion. So thank you so much for sharing this practice with me.